This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All this week, 1500 ESPN will be live from Radio Row ahead of the big game, sponsored by Mall of America. Mackie and Judd will be live from Radio Row through Friday, followed by Royce and Manny, 3 to 6 p.m. on Thursday. Saturday, Sports Talk will be live this Saturday, and Sunday, Sports Talk wraps it all up on game day. For more details, head to 1500ESPN.com, keyword football. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, we are here at the zoo that is Radio Row, Mall of America. Got the food court. There's just like people stacked three rows deep right now around the perimeter of Radio Row at Food Court. Um, and you can find all the information about all the events in the Twin Cities, Super Bowl related, at mallofamerica.com. He is now working for Fox Sports. I've seen you on Fox Sports One. You're uh, you're rocking the media thing here, Greg Jennings, also yeah. a Super Bowl champion, former Viking. Tell us though, you're here. Uh, your wife has a store in case people in the Twin Cities don't know about it in the North Loop. Tell us about it. Yes, so she has a boutique down in North Loop on uh, 2nd Street, 109 2nd Street, uh, Queen Anna House of Fashion, cool. um, where she sells uh, women designer wear, and, you know, that's their thing. Uh, but what, what's exciting is she always partners with uh, a charity every month, and a portion of the proceeds that she takes in, you know, goes to those initiatives. Um, this week she's partnering with uh, the NFL Players Wives Association, and they're having the fashion show on Friday from, I believe, it's 7 to 9. Um, if, you, if you're interested in looking at what she has to offer, at Queen Anna Living, and then the website is queenanna.co. So this is, if you're a guy listening to this right now, and in a month from now, or three hey. weeks... Valentine's Day is coming it's up. It's right around the corner. It's hard to think of good ideas. Look, Greg Jennings is helping you out. Here, I'm guys. helping you out, guys. Trust me. Trust me. I trust my wife, so I, I know a thing or two <laughs> about it. You're a smart man right there. Absolutely. You're a yes. smart man. So the, the choice was downtown here or Green Bay. And you're thinking to yourself, Minneapolis, <laughs> Minneapolis probably wins. It was tough. It was such a tough decision. Ash we were going, nice, you know. We were going back and forth for, for months on end. Uh <laughs> Green downtown Green Bay. <laughs> There's a or great Applebee's downtown Green Bay. Okay, don't <laughs> don't make fun. No, it's Green Bay is great. I, I I joke, poke fun all the time, but it was it was a great place. It was life was so easy. It was simple. Um, my wife and I talk about it all the time. Wouldn't trade those years over there for anything. And uh, but you know, life always had this way of advancing you, changes, and my career brought me by through Minneapolis and. Kids were of age at that moment, and we threw them in school. Education systems here are great. Yep. And uh, she opened up her business, and we're here. Awesome. So, so you're you're out in Los Angeles once in a while. What's your schedule these days? So you're based in the Twin Cities. Based and in the Twin Cities. Media stuff. Based in the Twin Cities. Um, flying out back and forth between L.A. Uh, doing the shows there with FS1 and then Fox on Sundays and. And then the new show this year with Chris and Nick Wright, First Things First in New York. So um, back and forth uh, quite a bit, but I love it. I love the Fox family because they're very mindful of our – of my schedule and our our family dynamic, and they understand that that's most important. 
and uh, they work with me. They work with me all the time. So. That's cool. How, uh, how tough a- as a player uh, who likes to speak his mind is, is it when you're playing the sport and we come around to ask you questions? And my guess is you are thinking to yourself, well, I, I can answer those and I got some pretty good things to say. But then I know you go into a room with, you know, Zimmer, Leslie Frazier, <laughs> and you and you are told, you know, here's our message. Stay on point. How do, I'm sure for some guys they don't care. But for a guy like you, how tough is that to have all these really intelligent, interesting thoughts and then have it's, to sort of play dumb? It's a challenge because I was the, I was the kind of player that provoked uh, your, your way of thinking um, by challenging you to see it my way because I felt like I was a player. I was out there. I was... I was smart enough to understand that it's not just one way you can look at things. And so when a coach said, this is the best way we can get this done, for me, I always tried to find an even better way. Uh, and I think what, what became a challenge sometimes for me was if I wasn't complete, don't get me wrong when I say this, if I wasn't completely in agreement with it, that was the challenge to just say it and promote that and let that be the message. Now, I was going to echo what the coach said, but I would sit down if I had some feedback that I thought that they should know on a one-on-one basis where it was behind closed doors. But it, it happened It happened a lot, but you learn to be able to manage it um, because you know what's best for the team, and you get the overall scope of of what the coach is trying to get done what the team is trying to get done and ultimately what the organization is trying to get done yeah greg jennings with us here mackie and judd radio row and if you're interested if you're a dude out there and you have run out of ideas for valentine's day stuff there's a store in the north loop greg jennings wife the store is called queen anna what's the website again uh queenanna.co okay queenanna.co so check it out and uh and make your gal your wife happy for valentine's day you got to have some safe for radio, won't get us fined Brett Favre stories. Give us, like, because you came in the league and you were one of his favorite targets for his first couple of years and then, and then the transition to Aaron Rodgers. So Brett Favre stories that won't get us fined by the FCC. Um, that's tough. <laughs> Just telling you right now, that's, that's, that's tough. I mean, Brett was the kind of player that, that everyone should have an opportunity to play with. Just, Just to get your ass slapped? Just that, that alone, really. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I, this is no lie. So he didn't do the fireman's carry with everyone. Like, I had only really seen him do it with Donald Driver. And so when I got to Green Bay, it, as, as corny as it may I wanted to be that guy <laughs> that he transitioned to. And it happened right here, yep. Mall of America <laughs> Field. Five wide. <laughs> Oh yeah, yep. oh, oh yeah. man, he checked. Marcus me. McCauley, dude. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Matthew got it. That was Marcus the record, McCauley. right? Yes, that was the record. When, he, he when they stopped the game. Yeah, yeah. I he, didn't, he didn't last much longer beyond that. It's he a did. Oh, he no. did, man. And I, I mean, but that moment for me right there, and then watching him go down the sideline, put her in the old vice. Like, I mean, those are, like, Brett moment highlights for me, man. But, yeah, the stories I'll save, I'll just save. For the book? For the – there we go. The book could be pretty good. Absolutely. So when when you got here, 
you called Aaron number 12 for quite a while. I did. And we made a big deal of that. Did we did we oversell that and that was just fun? Or was there really uh, something there where you had a strategy in calling him number 12 as opposed to Aaron Rodgers? Um, well, it's it, it kind of there's a backstory to that that no one really knows. Like, so I was I was told about this this uh, this deal that he went to, and they they said, "Hey, are, are you going to miss Greg Jennings?" And he was like, "Who? You know, Greg who?" And and so it it kind of stemmed from that. And so I remember doing an interview, and I'm like, "Who? You mean number 12? Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. And then it got a little touchy uh, because there's another backstory to that that happened on the field and, and whatever that, uh, I mean, but all this. Can you tell us the backstory on the field? I mean. Allude to it at least? You know, it was just one of those things. I, I, I wanted to stay in Green Bay, and I wanted I, it at that moment, you know, we all as players, we kind of advocate for one another. Um, and I just didn't feel like he did that for me. Um for whatever reason, and I get it. Business is business, but they had a lot of guys coming up. Him, him, him being one of the guys, and Clay and BJ and all these different guys. Um, so I was kind of the odd man out. Yeah, and I think but, so. We we had Victor Cruz on like an hour ago, and we were talking about this sort of you know quarterbacks elevating receivers, and then examples of the opposite way around. And I think. What might be unfair to you and other receivers with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, the perception is, oh, those guys are making receivers all kinds of money, and then, you know, they can just create receivers out of thin air. And it's it's not that simple, and I could see how, if I'm in your shoes, that perception would that would drive me nuts too. Yeah, well, it, it drives you crazy, especially if you're a competitor and you know your talent. Um, because you got to think about it. I didn't, I didn't get to this. Don't get me wrong. I'm a very team-oriented guy always have been always will be um not an arrogant guy but i'm very confident in my own abilities and what i was able to do on the football field getting drafted into the nfl i it wasn't due to my quarterback play i'm gonna tell you that if you watch my western michigan footage yeah. it was not <laughs> due to my quarterback play i mean don't get, they were able to get the ball in the area i was able to make plays and in 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 result allow myself a great opportunity to play in this league and so for me having the opportunity to then play with a guy like Brett Favre who has I mean he is the face of football at the time I'm yep. coming in and I'm piggybacking jump-starting basically my career off of all these career record moments for him and I'm on the re I'm just on the receiving end of it it kind of was a I was able to attach myself to Brett Favre, number one, and it really jump-started my career. It didn't make my career because I had to continue to play well after that. Nor should you have to apologize for having awesome quarterbacks, too. Exactly. Like. You know, and I've never been one to say that, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't make me better or Brett Favre didn't make me be. I would be a fool to say that. Right. I mean, it's just like you, the two of you. Well, I, well, I, if, Judd, Judd, Judd has created me. I mean, you know I, what I mean. I lift everybody up. <laughs> I lift everybody up. It's 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 one of those it's one of those relationships. It's like, it's really like a marriage, quarterback and receiver. Sure. You're you can't one can't be great and the other one is just poor. Yeah. It it cannot happen. Hey, where we, would, where would you put Kirk Cousins? Because the Vikings, the Vikings have to find a quarterback under contract for next year. So Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins. Your face. 
they got to figure it out. Teddy Bridgewater off of catastrophic knee stuff. So here's my take on Kirk Cousins. Number one, I mean, it's kind of like the NBA Blake Griffin trade. Like, you wake up like, well, what? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel bad. <laughs> Like Kurt's is these odd man out right well, now. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to make a lot of money, but I don't think it's 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 bigger than that for me. When I, if I'm looking at this, because you have to you you understand that you're investing into a guy that has he had success? Yes. How consistent wow. that success is, still to be proven, and let alone. How can how how deep can we really go with him at quarterback? We haven't seen it yet, and so I think that was the Redskins' uh, apprehension, mm-hmm. and the reason why they went with a guy like Alex Smith, who he's played in playoff games, hasn't won many, um, but he's had success, and he he's a game manager to where you know he can handle things. Kirk Cousins coming to Minneapolis, I don't know if that's a great fit. Um, I. I I will say this. Zimmer would love him because he's tough and he's he's going to he's going to ring everything out. He's he going to he absolutely. He yeah. loves Zimmer loves grinder. But they love Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of QBs, how long did it take you to to realize and when did you realize that Christian Ponder was not going to work here? <laughs> I was not expecting that question. <laughs> I have to ask because I wasn't because that was when amazing. I because a quarterback a quarterback I mean you can only do no. so much. No, so true. So and then and then there comes a point where you're just in trouble. Yes. Like if yes. I can't get you the football, like if I'm your quarterback, you're screwed. Absolutely. You're not going to Canton. So for me, wow, man, yeah, that was tough because I'm always if you're in if you're in my corner, I'm in yours. If if we're in this if we're in this rat hole together, we got to get out together. I'm I'm with you. I'm all in. Unless I'm, you never go to your second read, in which case I'm out. That's yeah, you know what I mean. But no, <laughs> Christian. When I knew it was, he had all the skills. I mean, you guys were able to see it. He had every intangible that you need at quarterback, but he lacked the number one confidence. Alpha. And alpha, but in order to be an alpha, you got to be. You got to believe in what you like. What you you can tell that locker room huddle, all of that. You it can was, see it. You know when I really when I knew, um, and I knew he struggled with his own confidence. Um, but when I remember, we ended up bringing in um, shoot Matt Castle. No, not Matt. Uh, Quarterback. Yes. Not not Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman. No, Josh Freeman. Oh, the Giants Josh Freeman came. came in. But even Castle, once Castle took over. And Christian went to number two. It seemed like he was very comfortable right there. Like this is this is where I belong. This is where I fit. And sometimes players are role players. Yeah. They play roles a lot better than being in the spotlight and asked to do above and beyond um, and to excel and to bring all the guys around them and elevate them. Christian wasn't that guy. And he was really comfortable and confident in practice when he knew I'm not going to have to play. I may get pulled in the game, but I don't have – the team isn't really solely – he wanted to be good, 
But his confidence prohibited him from be, from ever really budding into what I believe he could have been. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the difference within with a lot of guys who make it and guys who don't. Yeah, correct. I mean, that's what makes Adam Thielen an underrafted star. Absolutely. Receiver. Like he's he's going to go in and he's confident, even Come though he doesn't have the draft status. Man. So. Yeah. Greg Jennings, great catching up, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming over. One more awesome time stuff. for people who just Thank tuned you. in. Um, how, Queen can, Anna. how can you guys step up their Valentine's Absolutely. Day? Absolutely. Queen Anna House of Fashion. Uh, you, you don't need to be here in Minneapolis. Online shopping is available. QueenAnna.com. C-O, QueenAnna.co. Boom. That's Greg Jennings. Find him on Fox platforms. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he's based here still in the Twin Cities. Mackie and Judd back with more from Radio Row, Mall of America next. Smith, pocket holds up. Keep ball. Separation. Tyreek Hill. Goodbye, Hill. Touchdown, Kansas City. Second and 10 for KC. Fake it. Smith has time. Smith fires. Touchdown. Travis Kelsey, big statement to open the game for the Kansas City offense. 22-yard strike from Smith. All right, welcome back, Mackie and Judd. Thanks again to Greg Jennings. Great stories, great insights, and uh, it's fun following him doing stuff on Fox platforms, too. We got Doogie wandering around looking for scoops here on Radio Row. Oh, wait, he's going to put a headset on. Are we on. the ones you want to talk to, or is this guy Hi, you're the one you We just hung with Greg for over an hour. Okay. So we're working on the TV story of Radio Row through the eyes of somebody actually experiencing it. So we were downstairs at one of the serious satellite booths with Greg. He did CBS Houston. He Some came over it, here and did you guys. It's, 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 it's equal parts fun, uh, terrorizing, and bladder bursting, I would say. Because it's like a six-minute round trip to the bathrooms. <laughs> and commercial breaks aren't quite that long, so we've had some panic moments here. Empty bottles maybe needing to be sacrificed. Oh, no, there's none of yeah. that so far. But, I mean, uh, we can't complain, but I was talking to Greg. I mean, he's done this now multiple years, yeah. you know, as a as a player, you know, non-Super Bowl participant, but just making promotional appearances. Yep. He said he's never seen such a tight fit. Yeah, it's, all, it's, tight. it's too tight. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, I think I think maybe account for the 300-pound Hall of Fame line. Like, if Orlando Pace can't walk through the between the tables, then, like, space it out a little bit more. What are some of the things that you've observed in the last few days – uh, either Radio Row or anything that stands out to you that's just been fun or unique or um, stuff that's going to stick in your memory, Doogie, the, the last The security days. detail. Stefan Diggs. It's, it's amazing. If Stefan Diggs shows up at the mall, with all due respect to Stefan, if he shows up at 6'1", 190 pounds, maybe one out of 30, one out of 40 people recognize him. Maybe this week is different, but yeah. a typical week. If Stefan Diggs shows up here at the mall, most people – don't know who he is. They yeah. don't recognize him, okay? Yesterday, he had four Bloomington police officers, three Mall of America security guards. Wow. They hired some independent security firm, SAFE, S-A-F-E. So two of those individuals were around him, plus three PR folks. Trying to get anywhere near the vicinity of Stefan was near impossible. See, finally, I said, hey. And he'd shed all those people to come hang out on our show. Yep, well, exactly right. And I got him, too, finally, us. because he recognizes faces. He doesn't know us yeah, on a first-name basis. He recognized us. But he recognizes yeah. faces. Uh -huh. So he came over. He did a quick TV interview with me. Yeah. But trying to get close to him is near impossible. They're rock stars this week. But should Stefan Diggs be a rock star? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, he well, did, he did catch that. that. Well, maybe. Ten seconds yeah, left. Yeah, life has changed. Against yeah, the Saints. January that changes 14th. a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, since we have you here, since you're roaming around, um, we, w we were hardcore on Alex Smith to the Vikings for ten days. I was told and, they and, were not interested. So they weren't one of the several teams that I saw out. the note that maybe six teams 
maybe more reached out to Kansas City. I'm led to believe the Vikings. Don't were, they read our website? We're not one of those. Well, teams. we've been thing. advising them so for a week. If Kansas City, because they like Alex Smith's contributions, they like him as a person the last few years. If they said we'll help accommodate you and get you with a team that'll give you an extension of some kind, I mean that's that's probably how this happened with Washington. The Chiefs have no obligation to demand a contract extension, but they were probably accommodating, say, oh, we'll get you They Washington. weren't well through his agent, Tom Condon. I mean, course. certainly Tom behind the scenes was doing all that work. Right, but I mean, but all parties were working together. Yes. If a four-year extension after the one-year $20 million through age 39 for like $90 million guaranteed when you include the $20 million you're going to pay him this next year, if, if that was the deal and a draft pick and let's say a Trey Waynes or a, or a Mackenzie Alexander because it's a young defensive back, that changes the entire scope of the Alex Smith conversation for the Vikings. Like, it's just an, it's just a hard no. One heck of a trade for the Chiefs. Correct. Oh, yeah, yes. the Chiefs made out like bandits. I mean, yes. I heard you guys in the first hour on my drive, I can't remember here, to the station, wherever. I think you're right. I mean, I think the most likely scenario is they want Teddy back. You find a way to bring Teddy back. You put the franchise tag on case, maybe the transition tag. Yep. But to me, the most likely scenario is, A, Teddy's back. I think Teddy is back. Yep. And Case is back. Yeah, and, and I mean, the the only question then is, would you have problems with Teddy if you tell him that you're going to franchise Case? But my start my starting point is, if you take the comments that that Zimmer made on the Tuesday after the season came to an end in his final press conference, there is he's not a good enough liar. All of that Teddy stuff you could see right through. He wants him. He desperately mm-hmm. wants to make this work. And I mean that's that's the one thing. There are some coaches that you'd be like, I don't believe him. You know, there's a lot of of subterfusion line that goes on. Mike Zimmer is flat out not good enough at lying that in that case you say, all right, if you read between the lines of every one of those comments or you don't, he wants Teddy to come back and he desperately wants Teddy to be able to come back as a starter at some point. That could be the first game of 2018. And, it could be the fifth and, game. And Dukes, to add to that, and I, I agree with Judd, I think I think it's Teddy. I think Teddy is going to be the starter and they bring in either one of the other two guys, or I guess Bradford might have to hold a clipboard incentive-laden contract. Sam's not coming back. So, and, and maybe you're right on that. But here's, here's the question. I like Teddy, 25 years old. Long-term, I think there's upside. It's worth exploring. But your window to win is now, and it's not guaranteed in three years. Is he going to be good enough now, in 2018, if you give him the keys to this car to go through a tough schedule and to, and to overcome all of the downers from the end of the season. I mean, that's a huge, huge responsibility to put on Teddy Bridgewater. It is, although with the weapons around him, it makes it he's easier. He's never than had before. weapons like this. Yeah, right? Thielen wasn't even. I mean, in we the think mix. Diggs will get better and better. Yeah, Adam Thielen might still have a ceiling he can hit. Right? Maybe more than four games of Dalvin Cook. You know, you will still fix the offensive line. They went through eight different offensive line combinations during the year. The hope is they still fix that offensive line even more so. You know, this winter heading into heading into next year. So. You know, I don't know if those questions are, are as plentiful with, with all the weapons that Teddy has around him. Yeah. All, all right, right, how about this real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. We're how about gonna... a Twins official? So I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Darvish, right? Because you... L.A. Times what guy. What time is the U Darvish press conference? Yeah, well, it'd be classic Twins to, like, have it on Saturday, right, <laughs> with everything else going Su- on. Sunday at 5 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I reached out to a Twins official saying, you know, this L.A. Times report, Darvish wants back with the Dodgers, yeah. or he wants to be a Cub. I mean, the last thing that you Darvish – you know, allegedly wants is to be a twin. Now, if the twins offer the most money at five years, hey, you take the money, right? But it certainly seems like he wants to be elsewhere. He doesn't want to be a twin. So I reached out to a twins official asking about Falvey and Levine. So one of these officials was not Falvey or Levine. I'll, okay. I'll give you that. This person said, I'm sure they're tired of waiting on Darvish. So I'm starting to wonder 
if they now turn the corner, whether it's Cobb, the Josh Kolk connection, the former Tampa Bay Rays pitching guru that the Twins hired a few yeah. months ago. You know, I heard that he likes Cobb. Whether it's Lance Lynn, you know, they're still having some dialogue. But I Darvish guess with Scott Boris on Arietta. But, Dar- but Darvish has to sign for somewhere. I don't know. Correct? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, That's I wonder the if the Twins. Do- the domino's going to fall. I don't know if that domino needs to fall okay. first. If you offer Alex Cobb right now four years, 60 to $65 right. million, I don't think he's saying no. That, that might be a, be a ridiculous contract, but I'm just saying, I think you could sign Cobb today. You don't need the Darvish domino to fall. Alex Cobb, before the surgery, a two-part thing here with Alex Cobb. Before the surgery, he was one of the bright young star pitchers in the American League, on the rise, on the rise, in a, in a really good organization that develops pitching. Then the injury takes place. He's out for like two years and bounced back really well last year. And so you got to think he's going to be even better another year removed from the time off. I wouldn't hate that as a console. I mean, you Darvish should be number one, but I wouldn't. I, I would almost put Alex Cobb ahead of a maybe a bad Jake Arrieta contract at age 32. I agree. I would not give Jake Arrieta at 32, whatever Scott Boros wants. No way, no how. Yeah. And you might need to wait that one out because Boros has proven that he'll be uber patient. You know, so if you want to get one of these guys, go get Cobb or Lynn because. Arietta's not signing right now unless you're offering him ridiculous money, and I'm with you. You do not offer Jake Arietta ridiculous money. Right. Doogie, thank you. All right, boys. Yeah, we'll the media buffet closes week. in a few minutes, so I need to get going. Can you just bring Me us too, like, three full plates of tater tots? We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Awesome. Thanks, um, Doogie. Hey, on your right, production meeting, Jonathan, who should I speak on behalf of here in a couple minutes or in a couple seconds? Okay. Well, we're going to come back here. That, how stealth was that in the ear? Jonathan rocking it. He's very good. Let's come back here because, and Kyler's still hanging out with us. I want to tell you guys. The trade that the Chiefs made last night reminds me of a trade the Twins made once. A very good trade the Twins made one time. Before we go anywhere else, though, let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, Luther Brookdale Toyota, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, where you can find a vast selection of 2018 models, including the RAV4, which is one of the best, most durable SUVs in the world, not only do you get the spaciousness of an SUV for, you know, kids, hockey, whatever it is you're piling in the vehicle, you get the handling and the feel of more like a Camry Corolla type vehicle and all the great new upgraded safety features to keep your family protected when the roads are icy and when the conditions are messy this time of year. You can get into a brand new 2018 RAV4 at Luther Brookdale Toyota for just $199 a month with a very reasonable down payment. So go in, see my friends in that showroom area, Paula and Tony and Badu. Ask for a test drive. They'll show you around. You'll fall in love with the service, just like my family and I have for decades. Again, corner of 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Mackie and Judd live at the Mall of America, Radio Row. Another half hour today. Collar joins us again next. Welcome back to Mall of America, Mackie and Judd. This has been an absolute blast today and yesterday. If you missed any of our guests, we had, I mean, shocking that the wide receiver guests would be the best talkers, but Victor Cruz was awesome at 1030. Greg Jennings telling stories about Brett Favre and and Aaron Rodgers. And don't forget Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder. I loved what he said about Christian Ponder. Yes. Just absolutely love that. We talk about that all the time, about makeup of guys and things like that. Confidence, yes. And there are so many guys. He said something that really resonated. There are a lot of guys who I think are very comfortable with whatever role they can kind of carve out where they're not in the spotlight, that there are many, many people that are like that. And in Buffalo, I covered E.J. Manuel. When he was a backup, he was at his most comfortable. That's where he really belonged. But when he was supposed to be the guy, 
And I loved what uh, Jennings said. Maybe he said it off the air. Sorry if he said it off the air. But, like, that he would fool everyone, that everyone would believe in him. He'd get that yeah. through the offseason, the OTAs, everything. We talk about that every time we go to OTAs. Laquan Treadwell, for example, just, oh, yeah, guys, I got it all figured out this time. Yep. Like, yeah, it's all, it's all set. And then, uh, then it isn't. And I, I just I think that that's one of the hardest things when you talk about the draft as we go into that and we look at all these quarterbacks. A lot of them are trained from a young age to put on this show and, and show everybody, oh, yeah, I'm this leader and I'm this just this classy quarterback that you want running your franchise. You don't really know until bullets are flying. No, and, exactly. pa- and Ponder is the worst type because privately he's a very smart guy. So if you sit down with Christian Ponder, he can give you your plays back to you. He can give you your playbook back. Uh, but Ponder and Tavares Jackson had the exact same thing. If I made them the backup, and then I broke the leg of the starting quarterback. In the game, I broke that, Q, that QB's leg. Both of them could come in and be really pretty good because they're not thinking. Yeah. But then if I say, okay, you played really well, so let's replicate that next Sunday and going forward, they would start to get tight during the week, and it would get worse and worse and worse. And Tavares suffered from the same exact thing, which is if I'm forced to play, I'm fine. If I'm then forced to start, I'm going to fall apart. Insecurity is a beast. That's mm. all I'll say about playing quarterback in the NFL. People can find that Jennings stuff on our Facebook feed right now. Collar oh, was, so good. was rolling live on this. So you, the full video and audio, facebook.com slash 1500 ESPN for some great Greg Jennings stories about all the quarterbacks he's played with. Yeah, it just With the quarterback thing, when we're looking at these guys to be drafted, uh, one of the most difficult guys to figure out how good they're going to be is Baker Mayfield. But one thing you know about Baker Mayfield, at least, is that he's not going to have that issue, yeah. right? That he's not going to be the guy that struggles. He might go too far, right. and he might offend people, and he might upset people, yep. and a number of other things, and he might uh, have guys get in his head or whatever else. But you know that he's not going to wilt or he's not going to lack He's not going to shrink confidence. When, when the moment gets big. Yeah, yeah. He might be cocky, but you'd prefer that as a starting point to actually – trying to trying to instill confidence by being like hey guys i think i can do this yeah, and that's the, where you know people like got this impression that judd and i hated case keenum or something like throughout the year because we just didn't believe in him we thought that eventually that he would turn into a pumpkin and we thought the skill set just isn't as good as you would like it to be for a franchise quarterback but when i did my research on him when i did my long story on him i mean that's the one thing that really stands out about him and zimmer said he has the big you know what? Uh, and, and I mean, the fact that he has this ability to take over for Sam Bradford when he's a backup journeyman who hasn't had a whole lot of success and handle that situation, that mental toughness, and then handle pressure in games and all that sort of thing. Like, that, I mean, that's, that's an amazing talent that so very few people have. It is. And, you know, I, I, that's where if you have somebody on your staff or, and this is, we talked to Ryan Leaf about this yesterday. The ability to pinpoint that. Like Baker Mayfield, it's obvious. I think that guy's going to be fine. But being able to pinpoint, there's four quarterbacks that we are looking at drafting, and all of them are pretty good physically. Which one of them, when the game is on the line in the fourth quarter, is going to walk into a huddle and say, boys, we're winning this game, and here's why. So I'm reading this book called The QB. It's by Bruce Feldman, and they have a whole section. It's about quarterbacks? Yeah, the QB quarterbacks. Just checking the, it's called the making of a quarterback, and they he goes inside of a quarterback camp that's run by Trent Dilfer, and he's listening to all these different quarterback coaches and gurus 
argue over which quarterbacks they think are the best. And they're talking about different guys' skill sets and what it usually comes down to, and they describe it as, does the guy have some magic to him? Does the guy have that ability like Teddy Bridgewater has? And like uh, that, that's one of the reasons people like Bridgewater so much, that when everything is going wrong, that this guy is going to stay calm, that he believes in himself, that he can get other people to believe in him too. And that's the difference between the quarterbacks who become really good or maximize their talent. I mean, I think Case Keenum has maximized every ounce of possible talent that he could get out of himself. And the same thing goes for Kirk Cousins. And if you like anything about Kirk Cousins, what you know is you'll sign him for the next five years. He's never going to lose that confidence. He's never going to lose a locker room. Guys are going to believe in him. They're going to follow him. It's just, will he will he be talented enough to beat somebody great well, in a playoff game is really it. But you know that he has all those makeup things that you want. You know, like it's this is where I will defend Case Keenum for sure because I think Case Keenum has that sort of, all right, guys, like, I'm, I'm going to go in the huddle, and I'm going to tell you what you want to hear yep. and what you yep. need to hear right now. So he definitely has that on his side. And if you look at a lot of the other either undrafted quarterbacks the last 15 years, there's only a couple of them. Tony Romo, uh, Jeff Garcia had some of this, Kurt Warner. Coolest guy in the room or most confident guy in the huddle type. Like, I wouldn't say Kurt Warner's the coolest guy in the room, but just that commanding personality where you walk in and, oh, Tony Romo's in the room right now. It's oh, Kurt Warner's in the room right now. Tom Brady's in the room. Like, they have that even though they weren't first-round picks. It's really fascinating how they have different personalities but yet the same trait, right? Like, Kurt Warner is not over-the-top guy, scream-at-everybody guy in the huddle or whatever else. He's not the excitable guy, as Case Keenum yep. was called. But it's all the same sort of thing. It's just how different guys deal with different things. I remember uh, Marty Brodeur was talked about as being the coolest guy before Game 7 of a Stanley Cup final or whatever game. I don't know if he played in a Game 7. But there, Dominic Hasek was a psychopath. I mean, he was just trying to fight everyone all the time. Yeah. But it was both guys' different ways of channeling that, that when it came to big moments, they were able to handle them. Yeah. And how do you figure that out by because watching a guy's college team? You can't. You can't, and the toughest thing is this. It's not e even how much the person talks. It's an air It's an air that when you walk in that room, you're like, oh, whoa, that person's got this. And it's impossible to tell unless you are around that person fairly consistently. So, like, you can... At the Combine, if you come into my hotel room for our brief sit-down, mm -hmm. I might think that's impressive, but I'm not sure. And now I'm trying to judge this off, how did you do on your Wonderlick and playbooks and things like that. But it's an air of confidence. And Ponder was an incredibly smart guy, but he never put off that air of confidence. Well, I was telling you guys this, so this is, you know, the source on this now has a tainted name. But from a football standpoint, Darren Sharper was on our show for two years until he got arrested, and we all know the story. But from a football standpoint, Darren Sharper was a great analyst, understood yeah. the game, was one of the, the best safeties in the history of the NFL in terms of takeaways, interceptions. And we were I, w I was telling this to Greg Jennings off the air just about Christian Ponder. And it's not meant to – this isn't meant to just crap on a guy whose career is over. It's more – this is a, this is kind of a microcosm of what matters with quarterbacks. And he was a first-round pick. And Darren Sharper told a story about four or five years ago on our show walking into the Vikings practice facility, and he hadn't played for the Vikings in a number of years, so he didn't really know a lot. He knew some of the guys, but didn't know all of them. He was getting first impressions from some of the players. Standing in a circle with five or six guys, and Christian was one of them, and he said, I knew in five minutes in that conversation he wasn't the alpha. He yeah. wasn't the guy. Yeah. Like, that he was a wallflower. And just in that conversation, 
I can tell you he's not a franchise quarterback because a franchise quarterback wouldn't be a wallflower in that setting. And, and that's amazing that a guy can point that out in five minutes, but if anyone would know it would be an NFL player in it, a locker room. It is amazing how much you can pick up on, on some small things. So my one of my first days here, if not my first day in Minnesota, no, my first day was when Teddy died. And then my second day. <laughs> Thank God they brought was, him back to life yeah, no. in the ambulance. Uh, resuscitated him. Second day, I was in the locker room. And I did not know much about Stefan Diggs. And so he was in a little bit of a scrum or whatever, you know, a couple of reporters just throwing microphones in. And I walked away, talked for probably five minutes, and I texted my wife, Stefan Diggs is the real deal. Because he gave out, he gave out so much confidence, but also this, this drive to where Diggs seems to be unhappy with everything still. Like even when he has, like, it's almost like when he talks about the Minneapolis Miracle, He's a little bit uncomfortable even talking about it because they didn't win the Super Bowl. And I'm not even sure how he would react to winning the Super Bowl because it's so out of his element. His element is always, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. So there are all different ways of having this thing that you give off that you could pick up on. And a little bit of it is we go back and rewrite the narrative on guys. Like, if Brett Favre acted the way that he did in today when he was in Atlanta, things like that, he'd be just out of the league. Like, he'd be Johnny Manziel. No one would want him. It was, he kind of was lucked into that circumstance that he was a jackass in Atlanta, and he kind of got away with it because it wasn't like social media the way it is today. Ron Teams aren't as desperate as they are. Said that, that arm is so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, so even, but Manziel, there. in this book that I'm reading, is right when Manziel is coming out in the draft. And they're talking about him just loving his magic and all the plays that he would make, his arm. They're talking about he he could do all this stuff. Everyone in this book is buying into Manziel as the next great quarterback, and he's a complete bust because he couldn't handle the other pressure. Like, I believe that he could handle in the games. In fact, there were a few games where he was really good. But you know what? For brief portions. Undoes him now. Things like Twitter. If yeah, Far, if, Far, yeah. if Far had been going out on, on the town in Atlanta during his first year, which I'm sure he was, now guess what? It's all over Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And and he showed he showed up in Green Bay after being traded, drunk at the airport. Well, you know what the key is now to being a star quarterback in the NFL: house parties. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And in a basket like Derek Jeter to put all of your mobile devices Exa- no, in as you enter. Exactly. No cameras. <laughs> but but Favre is really fascinating. One of my favorite things of all time is that uh, John Gruden sit down with Brett Favre because you see all the other elements of his character that made him so great. And one of the things is he feels a little bit uncomfortable talking about how great he is because he thinks that Roger Staubach was better than him. So, like, he was saying that his whole career he was sort of chasing Roger Staubach, who he grew up watching, and saying, you know, I think I did enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but I'll never be as great as Staubach was and all the things that he did. And I think that's another thing that you find consistently through great players is that they always feel like they're chasing somebody else. And there has to be this unbelievable drive and desperation to be great that so very few people have. Also, he remembered plays and concepts oh, yeah. on film from 1994. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I think <laughs> about that, and then think about, so this Holmgren, is an, yeah. another field, but so we had Brandon Lang on yesterday, the longtime handicapper, and, and he is, I don't know how you would rank the, the top handicappers, but he's one of the best sports bettors of the last 20 years, yeah. and his Super Bowl record is like 24-3-2, and two, right? You think, well, so he's at the top of his field, and he sat here with us yesterday and was rattling off intricate details about plays and personnel of games from 
10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years ago, he instantly knew that the Vikings lost 17-14 to 14 at home to the Detroit Lions without doing any prep work like he, you know. Anyways, let's take a break here. Matthew Collar, by the way, all of his appearances and all of his content during Super Bowl week, powered by Sprint, the fine people at Sprint. And you can find 1500 ESPN live broadcasts and superstar Mike Morris appearances and signing autographs at various Sprint stores around the Twin Cities all week long. Full schedule, 1500ESPN.com. Before we go anywhere else, and I want to tell you guys about the trade that reminded me last night of a Twins trade from years ago. Let's talk about TCL TVs here. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand, is giving you a great chance to see the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's right, you can head to 1500ESPN.com and enter the keyword TCL to win four tickets to a Wolves game on March 26th against the Grizzlies in a TCL theater box. This is the best place in a revamped arena to watch basketball games. It's the most coveted new offering in the world of premium seating. TCL theater boxes offer dramatic views of the renovated Target Center, a VIP experience unlike any other, five-star cuisine, a lounge area, oversized chairs, you name it. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand and one of the largest TV brands in the world. In fact, third largest. So. Uh, stop by any major local retailer in the Twin Cities to test drive one, so to speak, or go to TCLUSA.com. More from Radio Row at Mall of America. It is Mackie and Judd. Smith. Deep ball. Separation. Tyreek Hill. Goodbye, Hill. Touchdown, Kansas City. Yep, that's the big news today at Radio Row. All the buzz about the Alex Smith trade in principle. They can't finalize the deal for another almost two months. But the details are Alex Smith to Washington, so cross him off the board if you're a Vikings fan looking for a a new quarterback. For cornerback Kendall Fuller, 22 years old, third-round pick a couple years ago, uh, a solid slot-type cornerback and a third-round pick. And then here's the kicker. Alex Smith agreed to a four-year, $94 million extension that starts in 2019, $71 million in guarantees, meaning he'll be under contract in Washington until he's 39 years old. Now, Doogie believes that there was not much interest from the Vikings on Alex Smith, which points me even more in the direction of one Theodore J. Bridgewater. Yep. I don't know what his middle name is, but... uh, It sounded really good, though. It it did, yeah. I like it. it. Theodore John. If they were not interested in Alex Smith Mm -hmm. for a potential one-year deal for a quarterback that just led the league in quarterback rating, and, okay, giving away that slot corner, he's pretty good, but let's say you could have played poker there and and given them Mackenzie Alexander or whatever, or just a couple more draft picks. I mean, that's still a pretty good situation for the Vikings to bring in and solve their quarterback for one year. So if they're not interested at all, then they must know exactly which direction they're going, right? I would think so. Yes. I mean, I, if, if you had heard that they were kicking the tires and they were one of the six teams, and maybe, yeah. maybe that comes out at one point. But you're right. It would seem that they're pretty solidified in, my, my in guess, their thought process. My guess is they, they have at least two plans, all involve internal uh, candidates. Yeah. yeah. So, now, so he said that Keenum's not gone for sure. I think I think Teddy is option one to them. I my guess is that they have a couple plans and that the only internal candidate that's probably definitely out now is Bradford. Well that's what it sounds like. And I would still be interested in Bradford if no one else is, mm-hmm. basically. Like if nobody else will give him a starting job. If he's guaranteed as a backup, 
and you are definitely bringing back Bridgewater or Keenum, then I would take Sam Bradford as my backup quarterback. If it's all the same to him, give him a little more money because what we do know in this situation is whichever starter you have, it's not on solid ground. So you better make sure that you also have a very good backup. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that trade, that was a great trade for the Chiefs. Oh, I, oh yeah. Was, I mean, and Mahomes is, he, he, I think he's the he, real deal. He might already be one of the, I mean, you saw some of the, just in the limited time we've seen him, whether it's preseason or, uh, he's got an arm. And it reminded me a lot of the, the trade the Twins pulled off. And you weren't in Minnesota for this, but this might be one that rings a bell. The Twins, at one point, when they drafted Joe Maurer number one overall to be their future franchise catcher, also had one of the best catchers in the league in A.J. Pierzynski. Yeah. But he wasn't, you know, he wasn't uh, Ivan Rodriguez. or He was in that kind of second tier of catchers, but he was rock solid, a 300 hitter with pretty good defense, but, you know, some flaws in his game. So the Twins said, all right, we got this star potential, like, MVP caliber catcher that's ready to play right now. Mm -hmm. Let's trade the incumbent and try to get a haul for him. And as it turns out, the Giants gave the Twins not only Joe Nathan, the best closer next to Rick Aguilera in franchise history, maybe even the best closer franchise. Francisco Liriano was part of that deal as yeah. well. And they got a serviceable bottom-of-the-rotation starter in Booth Bonzer who pitched a couple years. And then upgraded at catcher by just putting the guy in that they had in their pipeline. Yeah. So the Chiefs might wind up, it's possible they, if all things go according to their plan, they might upgrade quarterback and get all these other things for Alex Smith in this trade. And they struggled on, on defense this year, the Chiefs. That's the one thing that we've come to know them for is, oh, they uh, win games for Alex Smith because they have a defense. Well, this year Smith was forced to win games, and he did a lot of it. I just don't see Washington as a situation like Minnesota would have been where you're competing for a Super Bowl because the supporting cast is so great. The supporting cast is still very eh, just okay since Deshaun Jackson left. It's They've got some talent there. They've got a good offensive line when it's healthy, yeah. but it's not so stacked up that you say, oh, yeah, well, they've got a top defense and they've got weapons and he'll just be in the playoffs and they'll be great. There's still a chance that they spend all this money and send a guy away who's a good player and they don't even end up in the playoffs. I think that's still a very realistic chance for Washington, so I don't like the deal for them at all. And they've guaranteed $70 million to a guy? To now what? To his age 38 yeah, season? I mean, that's just, that, and that's it, the thing that makes no sense. And it's here. more than that, too, because if uh, unless unless I'm missing out on the details here, the $71 million in guarantee starts in 2019. So yeah. really, effectively, yeah. it's $91 million sure. in guarantees so because you're going to pay him for 2018. Yeah. But we got to like, see. He's 39 years old. We do have to see how that all plays out. But 71 guaranteed is, is crazy. I mean, because when you see the structure of a deal, when can you get out of it? You want crazy? Really yeah. Wait till we see the Cousins details yeah. on his contract. Well, I, I think, That's going to give think you crazy. We know. I think we 94, know. 94 I, guaranteed probably. You know That's what this I is like? You guys, I, I'm hooked on a really raunchy show called Married at First Sight on one of those cable channels. You guys ever see this show? No, I'm Where sure the, the wife like, has, but like, I This haven't. is what's happening in the NFL with quarterbacks right now. Yes. You don't even get to date for a couple years and oh. then make a decision. Like, you meet, you meet your spouse at the altar and then have to alter and meet. Yes. What altar? Right in the bar, and they shotgun gun the deal. That's the problem <laughs> now. That's the problem. But I'm saying, like, you're getting yes. married. You're getting married before you really know if this is a franchise yeah, guy for, yeah. for $20, $30 million a well, year. So. I mean, with either one of these quarterbacks, it's a huge risk, but you do lock yourself into at least being in the hunt all the time, which for a lot of executives is good enough. 
right? I mean, for Daniel Snyder, it might not be. Maybe he's just Super Bowl or bust, and that's why he fires people all the time. But, I mean, if you are the Jets, for example, and you sign Cousins, you're probably not going to be worse than 8-8 eight eight for a while. I mean, if you go 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, you compete there, yep. then you're going to keep your job for a long time, and these guys know that. So if I were the Jets, I would be looking to draft the highest quarterback that I possibly could as opposed to signing Cousins, but executives don't always think that way. That's Matthew Collar, powered by Sprint. If you missed wonderful, fun interviews with Victor Cruz, Lee Steinberg, Greg Jennings, go check out our social media pages, Facebook at 1500 ESPN and Mackie and Judd On Demand. Back at Radio Row tomorrow.